Peace diehards, what's good, man? We are ready for this rumble. Are you guys ready for a debate? <laughs> we got State and we got Uncle Fulio. Waiting for both of these guys, man. Both of them are anxiously ready to start this. State just said he's in the elevator, ready to come up. Uh, my man, um, Uncle Fulio was lurking. So, I mean, this is what this podcast is about, man. Guys that don't know each other for nothing, you know, but they got a lot of respect for each other. Just going to pop up and just talk about some Knicks. Talk about some Knicks. A lot of, both of these guys have two separate opinions. They always argue with each other online, you know, whether whether or not it's good or bad. But um, you're about to make it happen, man. As soon as these pop in, guys pop in, uh, it's 9.30. It's supposed to be 9.30, but you know how we how we do. We always got to be on that Caribbean time, that, that color people time, 9.30. 9.30 turns into 9.35, 9.40, 9.45. what it is, man. How are you guys, man? Let's say what's up to, to I Am Jarrell, the first guy on the screen. Got Geraldine, as always. Got Andy is here. We got Julian Tran. Uh, yeah, man. Get the popcorn ready, man. It should be legendary. Like I said, I got a lot of respect for both, man. So since before, before they get in, let me just talk about it. Uh, State, Me and State started the podcast literally about the same time. You know, we started on, on um, Anchor. We was doing audio podcasts. You know, I used to listen to his show. I thought his show was pretty good. He listened to mine. I thought mine was pretty good. Before you know it, we start throwing, um, you know, invites to each other. And, bef- and before you know it, here we are. Like, I'm, I, I think me and State must have did like like 50, 50 podcasts together. You know, we, we just really enjoy each other's company and stuff. If I could bring Josh into this, Josh, I mean, I remember when he called into MBK. I was on the panel at the time when he called into the MBK talking this shit. Then he called back again, and then somehow, you know, he got into, um, you know, Sim's good graces and ended up um, becoming a panel member himself. Now he has his own show on MBK uh, called The Controversy. I made my first appearance the other day, so it was kind of cool. It's kind of surreal how that how that played out, man, because he, he went from from some guy that everybody was clowning on on the phone call to being like uh, one of the, the key podcast creators out there, man. So anyway, we got our first guy, and he just came off the elevator. I see him getting dressed in the background. It's my man, Mr. State. Let's bring State up in here. Yo, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Chilling, man. What the fuck is that? The Karate Kid thing on your head? <laughs> yeah, man. That's what, that's the vibe tonight, man. That's the Karate Kid, man. That's the vibe. That's the vibe tonight, man. What's up? How you doing, man? This guy, Julian Tran, said that I got my, my hands full trying to moderate this. Thing. I know how, how both of you guys get, you know, Josh start getting to that typewriter flow, but he's like, talking like that. Oh, man. From the past, the present, the future, all at the same time. Listen, man, I, I just, I love everybody who try to be them they self. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's why, I, that's where I get uh, a company man from, right? Like, when you're a company man, you always talk good about your company. Like, you don't never talk negative. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you nothing negative about what I do on a daily basis. I'll just tell you everything that's positive. That's a company man. Yeah. And um, I try not to company man nobody. You try not to company man nobody. I love Josh. I don't I don't think Josh is a company man, you know, because Josh will, he will condemn the front office when need be. Like, but Josh is crazy. But I'm crazy as well. So I can relate. So, <laughs> so I, get, so yeah, I can understand which one of you guys is worse. Which one of you guys is more? <laughs> I knew, listen, I knew I was crazy when we was having a debate. I knew I pissed you off too. <laughs> and I'm glad we live too, so I can say that. I knew I pissed you off. 
when we had the debate about what Masai Ujiri said, <laughs> that's what I knew for sure. I say, yo, I don't know how this guy he would take up with me, man. <laughs> but I appreciate you. Yeah, but you know, me and you debate all the time, man. So I, I don't want to get into that. That shit bug still bugs me out. How you came up with a whole well, it's not just you, like other people that was in the chat, they came up with the same thing. Like, how the hell did you come up with like he's he said it verbally and, and like people come up with two different uh opinions about what he said. You know, they perceived it differently, man. So that's what's dope about this, man, because like you might perceive something that Josh said in, in a certain way, and he might perceive something that you said in a certain way, you know. But meanwhile, you guys probably agree. But it just got lost in, in the translation. Yeah, I mean, we yo listen. Like at the end of the day, we all want to win the championship. Right. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. We all we would love to hoist a championship, but you know everybody got their own different way of how to get there. I guess my way is different from others. Um, your way is different from mine. Uh, we're different from Josh. Like everybody has their own way of building the Knicks, but at the same day, like we all want the same thing, and that's a championship. Is once again just for me. I grew up with Isaiah Thomas. I grew up with Scott Layden. <laughs> I grew up with Bruno Wall. <laughs> I, I grew up with all these guys, right? Right. I was eleven when the Knicks traded Patrick Ewing, and when we traded Patrick Ewing. Go look at, for anybody who's watching this video right now, after the Knicks traded Patrick Ewing, go look at the Knicks signings that summer. And you tell me if trading Patrick Ewing was a good idea. Because <laughs> I don't know. Management, bro. You know, it always comes down to management. We've had so much crazy management throughout, throughout the years. It's unbelievable. I, I go back as far as David Checkers. I really remember Dave Checkers. I don't really remember too much after that. But we had Dave Checkers. He like he was he wasn't even like a basketball guy. He did like another sport. You know, he helped out um, with the Rangers after he left the Knicks. And yeah. I think after he left on um, basketball, he didn't even wasn't in sports anymore. He was doing something else. So I mean, you know, it, it really comes down to leadership, man. The, the Knicks tried to get corporate guys in there in the beginning. We were trying to be like that, that's the thing. We're, like this league is all copycats, man. Nobody does anything generic, like you know, like organic. Excuse me, they never do anything organic. At the time when we had checkers, we were trying to copy Kraus and those guys from the Bulls, Jerry Kraus and stuff. Those guys were basketball guys. Those were corporate dudes, you know, pencil pushers, you know, um, guys that made their money in somewhere else other than sports. And then they're, they're trying to be sports management people. Same thing with um George Steinbrenner. You know, he was like a shipping company guy, and he's mm -hmm. like a leader of the Yankees, and you know, being you know being a leader of of, of that type of thing, man. So. You know, it's the era. This era has to do with things too, man. But you know, right now we are supposed to have basketball guys finally in charge of things, and I'm I'm hoping that that, that this could lead us into um into like another championship era, man. Hopefully. Yeah. I... All right. So let's be honest, right? Like, let's be real. Like, I I can't wait till Josh get in here because the one thing that I really want to talk about with Josh is championship one option right when i look at you know the teams that won championships the teams that's dynasties and stuff like that like i look at the talent right like you got to look at who's on the field before you look at the coach right um i know who lawrence taylor is i'm a giants fan i know who lawrence taylor is ask me die hard if i know who his coach is 
and I'm a Giants fan. Ask me if I know who Lawrence Taylor coaches. I'm not an OG, by the way. I'm 32. You never heard of Bill Parcells? I love Bill Parcells. I know he was his defensive coordinator, but the coach. It was Bill Parcells. It was Bill Parcells? Oh, yeah. and I think his defensive coordinator was Bill Belichick. Yep, at the time, yep. All right, all right, all right. So, but at the same time, it's like, if you ask a person who is like really, I'm kind of a casual when it comes to NFL, but like a person who's really casual, he's not going to know who, who Lawrence Taylor coaches. He's not going to know. He's going to know who the, who Lawrence Taylor is. We need talent. And I think that is the number one thing for me. Like I, I've always preached to you, um, get the best talent, man. Try to try to do your best to get the best talent. So what do the Knicks do? And um, I can't wait till Josh get ahead because I, I really want to talk about this. Is the Knicks had seventy four million in cash space, right, dog? They had two first round picks. You got Julius Randle. He's coming off Larry Bird season. Got RJ Barry, 17, 6, and 4. What do Leon Rose do? I trade back in the draft. I draft Quentin Grimes in one of the deepest drafts I've ever seen, personally. Then I go into the summer. I give Evan Fournier 78 million. To go with my 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 power forward just averaged twenty. Yo, bro, we just seen Julius Randle have one of the best seasons I've ever seen from a Nick. Right or wrong? Yo, stay. I don't give a fuck what you talking about, man. All I know is um, Josh is in here. Let's get this shit. No, 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 no. I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Uh, stay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was popping, y'all. Josh, yo, Josh, I was just laying out. How the front office messed up, right? I heard I heard all the nonsense he was saying. Don't you I, hear right, explain but, yourself? But, all right, so before we even like get into me and you to battle, you get the almighty four C, right? Here we go. You have a guy almighty who gives, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got a guy who gives you 24, 11, and 6. He gives you Larry Bird numbers. You got a second option who's 20 years old. 17, 6, and 4. You go into the offseason after you make the almighty fourth seed and you give my man Evan Fournier, Kimball Walker, and Quentin Grimes. That's kind of like disrespectful. So that kind of lands on Leon Rose's feet. But we got a lot to talk about tonight. How you doing, Josh? How you doing, man? I miss you, man. How you doing? Pretty good, man. It's been a long day. Got, got a little, little, little hour napping. You know what I'm saying? And uh got, got my, my weight up, got my warm-up jacket on. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. I'm ready for the fight. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Josh literally li- literally is wasting energy here to be here with you, man. So this this is this is pretty big. <laughs> he got to get up early in the morning and shit to, to do his thing for, for the for the country. You know, he's a, he's um he's an active uh, member in the navy. So we we gotta give that out, out there. They give the respect there. Because people give people are too disrespectful. That one thing before we start all this stuff, uh, everybody is too disrespectful towards Josh, too disrespectful towards State out, out there. And I, I can't, me personally, I can't stand it. Both of you guys are two of my favorite guys out there, and I, I feel like it should be respect. A lot of people want to see this matchup because they want to see you slander and 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 like they they, they just want to see two two two. I don't, I'm gonna just say it, two black guys. They want to see two black guys battle each other 
and and, uh, and bludgeon each other and embarrass each other on um, on the internet. That's what people want to see. But you know what 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 diehards want to see? They want to see a good spirited, you know, basketball debate. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me let me just say off the bat, it's all love, state. You know what I'm saying? We disagree. It's it's all love, man. It's nothing like you know what I'm saying. We both passionate people about this team. We want to see this team win. We just have different ways we want to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know. Like like John McCain and Obama during the debates, you know what I'm saying? It's a respect, it's respected, you know what I'm saying? But you know, we just see things fundamentally different. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all love and it's it's all about the Knicks at the end of the day for me. So yeah. go ahead. Um matter of fact, I'm gonna shoot a question to both of you two guys. Um how you feel about this season, man? I, let, Josh, I want I want I want you to give your opinion first, because for me, I feel disrespected. I'm annoyed. Yeah. I feel I feel like I feel like Tom Thibodeau is playing my intelligence. He's playing me for stupid. I feel like Julius Randle deserves all the slander that he gets. I feel like I feel like. Making the fourth seed last season is attributed to a lot of what we are going through right now. You make the fourth seed, you don't get a high lottery pick, you trade back in the draft, you get Quentin Grimes, Tibbs, Quentin Grimes get hurt. Okay, cool, no problem. You go and get the almighty fourth seed, you sign Evan Fournier, you re-sign Alec Burks, you re-sign Hospital Bad and Nerlens Noel, and that is your reward for the fourth seed. So talk to me. Like, how do you how do you feel about this season and, and what's transpiring right now? Because you know how okay. I feel. So okay, uh, let me let me let me let me explain to you how I feel about this season. So you you mentioned you asked the question, how do I feel about this season? Yet you keep bringing up everything that happened prior to the season. You bring up last season and, and what we finished during the regular season. You bring up the, what we did in the off season. Can I, can I be clear as... real quick? Can I be clear real quick? The okay. reason why I bring up last season is because. What transpired last e season is why we're going through what we're going through this season. You paid Julius Randle when I said you don't need to pay him yet. You pay him after this year, after he proved it. You paid him. Now he's acting like a crybaby. You paid Nerlens Noel hospital bed off the fourth seed. Now hospital bed, I can't see hospital bed. Okay. You pay, so you did pay Burks. I watched the game where Burks and Evan Fournier had zero points in the late third. And my 21-year-old has 20 plus points and he can't see the ball. So please. I, I feel like I feel like you're using all your bullets in your gun. You gotta save those, man. Ah, man. I, 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 I haven't seen you in so long. I gotta do I it. You so I can stay ask you one question and then he'll go over the whole spectrum. Yeah, he went he went there with it. Then he'll ask you so many questions behind that, but you still can't even get to the first one. So listen, the even, right. was, yeah, the first question was, how do you feel about the season? All right, let me let me get there first. Okay, I feel like the season is disappointing. Let me just start off the bat by saying that it is disappointing, right? Myself, I expected the Knicks to to be a fifth seed this season. I didn't expect them to repeat being a fourth seed. I thought the East was much better, um, but I did expect them to to get to the fifth seed, and I expected them to at least be competitive in the first round, potentially get to a second round. That's what I expected, right? Um, I because did my I did so okay. I predicted okay. four wins. I want to right. be clear on that. So nobody won't be like I'm not a firm one. I predicted 54, 54 wins this season. Go ahead. Right. And 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 I just want to say that lies the problem. Mm -hmm. Right there. Myself, 
you and a lot of other Knicks fans included, because when you think about the fourth seed last year, I think the fourth seed, us getting that and having a, a sort of successful season when no one expected anything of this team, I think that's what a lot of people are looking at right now and and, and using that um, to, to, to further voice their frustration and their disappointment, which is what I'm doing as well, right? I'm not excusing myself from that. But I think there lies the problem. People too often focus on that fourth seed, like you mentioned, right? Instead of looking at big picture development and the philosophy of the front office and what the team is trying to do. Okay. So in the big picture scheme of things, I'm not that disappointed, but individually for this season, I am disappointed because my expectations weren't, you know, they didn't come to fruition. Right. So I can't dismiss that. Right. The Knicks front office told you what they wanted to do when they got here. And statements and a in the interview that Leon Rose had with Mike Green during uh, the COVID, right during the, the remote, remote interview they had, they said that they wanted to build through the draft and they wanted to remain flexible, right, to potentially swing the bat and go after a free agent or a disgruntled superstar via trade or via free agency. Build through the draft, remain flexible, you know, develop, right. And remain flexible until someone becomes available. And that's exactly what they're doing. Because the team is not winning the games that we thought that they were going to win this season, that's judging everyone's opinions. Everyone wants to fire everybody. Everyone wants to break it down and start back over when the Knicks are in the middle of a rebuild. They're in the middle of that. So to me, even though I am disappointed in this specific season itself because my expectations weren't living up, lived, lived up to, I still think that in the big picture scheme of things, the Knicks are fine. The Knicks have – a lot of young kids on this team, they're going to have two more, two to three more young kids coming on this roster next season from the draft, right? They have a, a, a lot of young guys. All these young guys are not going to get time the way you want them to get time. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care who the coach is, okay? Um, and the last thing I'll say before I get to you, because I don't want to have a little monologue or whatever like that. Nah, nah, speak you your piece. Yo, yeah, Josh. No, no, I, I, want us, I want us to have – no, I, I will. I, I will get there. I, I can right, monologue. I'm, I'm, saving my, I'm saving my bullets. I got to be strategic okay. on how I, you know, carve you up. All right? Yeah, but listen, I don't want you to be quiet. Boop. You're quiet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll just say this one last thing to State's point in regards to what the Knicks did in the offseason, Right? To me, where the front office messed up, the biggest way that they messed up was they didn't prioritize point guard. They had the most money in cap space in the offseason, right? And their one, their first moves, their first, second, third moves was not bringing in a starting point guard, right? Yeah, I get it. They bought back Derrick Rose, right? But they waited till Kimball Walker got bought out by Oklahoma City, and then they, they made that their starting point guard. They kind of lucked into that move, right? So they didn't prioritize that. As far as the rest of that stuff goes, Fournier, Fournier is worth $78 million. I'm sorry to tell you. He's worth that. Fournier is worth $18 million a season. Look at his numbers that he's been putting up and his ability on the floor. He's worth that money easily. Not just in uh, last year's salary cap, but moving forward, that is a good contract for the Knicks to be on per season. The number, $18 million per season, he's worth that, no question. What do we bring him in here for? We bring him in here to, in here to shoot three-pointers, right? The perfect guy that you need next to R.J. Barrett, someone who can shoot the basketball. That's Evan Fournay. He's about to break the three-point record playing next to R.J. Barrett. That's the guy we wanted. No one wanted DeRozan. I wanted DeRozan, but no one else wanted him. I got killed for wanting DeRozan because he couldn't shoot. Now that we got a guy that can shoot playing next to R.J. Barrett, it's a problem all of a sudden, Right? If it's the two things that I'll knock the Nick front office for is not prioritizing point guard 
And I personally wouldn't, I didn't want to give Evan Fournier that extra season. The season after next year, I didn't want to give him that because I feel like at the end of 2023, which is next season, at the end of next season, I want that money to come off the books instead of an extra year. But it doesn't negate the fact that Evan Fournier is on a pretty good contract, $18 million a season, right? And he is doing everything that the Knicks brought him in here to do. Everything. We knew he wasn't going to play defense from the get-go, but we didn't bring him in here for that. We brought him in here to knock down three-point shots. Has he been the most consistent? No. But to close out the season, Evan Fournier has been a really reliable three-point shooter, and he's going to break that record. So uh, my, my, my answer to that state is yes, I am disappointed in this season, but I think big picture, Knicks are fine. You got it. Well, um, you know, just just to, to branch over to, to state, I, I totally agree with you saying there. Like, you know, outside of the frustration with Tom Thibodeau and the losses and things of that nature, everybody's frustration with um Julius Randle. Um, the the bigger picture is, you know, the the Knicks did keep the um the flexibility with the cap. We still have a trade. We didn't trade all of our draft picks away. We still got plenty of draft picks to go. So so the um you know staying uh, flexible enough to be able to pick up somebody if they come available. All that is still true. But you know, the frustration does still exist. And um, you know, before I give it to state, I I, I want my my big thing is. Is um last year I think that we just got we thought we were better than we than we really were, you know. So that that's why we only um went for Walker. We thought that Walker and Rose would be fine, you know, that we'd be able to 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 um to just build off what we did last year. Adding Fournier, they, they probably thought that they would now nah, we're going to the we're going to the champ. Uh, some, I don't know what they thought, but but you know they, they these little moves that they did. If the fifty that, burger, the fifty burger, the Knicks yeah. are gonna get the third seed. Miami's not that good. Oh, you heard all these narratives. Boston's not that good. Remember, I remember, I remember having a show with a bunch of people. The Knicks this, the Knicks that, as if nobody in the Eastern Conference was worth nothing. And I'm like, y'all crazy right now. Everyone was so mad at Vegas for predicting the Knicks to have 41 wins, and I was like, that sounds about right. The Knicks, you know, in an improved Eastern Conference, hell yeah. Yo, you know me and saying? State were saying that the Washington Wizards were probably our only competition. Remember that State? That was that's crazy, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna Yo, give it up. Why do you think that? But State, no, but but going to State, State, why do you think that is though? It's because of the Almighty Fourth Seed. It's because of the unreasonable expectations coming into this year. Unreasonable. Why can't we start there and admit that we were wrong? Why me. blame the coach and, and, and we? Yes, we as a fan base. The Knicks are in the third seed right now. Fifty-four wins. You thought that was reasonable? I didn't want to make the playoffs like listen. Last year, I didn't want to make the playoffs. This was clear. This is the reason why I was getting criticized and judged. Because I seen the top six picks, seven picks, and I said, I want to tank. The reason why I wanted to is because I am a young man who watched the Knicks for 21 years try to shortcut. Every time we shortcut it, we shortcut it every time we shortcut it with Stephon Marbury. Then Larry Brown has Stephon Marbury on the bench. Larry Brown used to play lineless whenever he wanted to play line. We shortcut it with Carmelo Anthony. We bring Carmelo Anthony in. You don't even amnesty Amari Stoudemire, the guy who's really hurt. You amnesty Chauncey Billups. You don't even try to get me Chris Paul. On top of the fact, then you tank, right? So in 2015, you tank, you get Porzingis. Now Porzingis in the fold. We didn't even have two first-round picks with Porzingis. So Jamal Murray should have been with Porzingis, if people don't know. So I'm already mad with that, too. Then I got to look at my team draft, Frank Miller, Keener, and Kevin Knox in back-to-back years in the lottery. 
I had to watch David Fisdale coach my team to 17 wins to get me RJ Barrett. I love you, David Fisdale. God bless y'all. I appreciate you, David Fisdale. But what I'm getting at is, like, I, I didn't see countless years of failed rebuilds, and the Knicks tried to rush the process that shouldn't be rushed. And the okay. reason why I was mad at what we did the past two years when we drafted R.J. Barrett, even if you don't like R.J. Barrett, right? I know he's boring. He got the he had the handle of a three-year-old two months ago, but now he got the handle of an 11-year-old now. So he's growing. So next year, he'll have the handle of an 18-year-old. That's what I'm hoping for next year, right? Mm-hmm. So R.J. Barrett's growing. You know, when you get a guy like R.J. Barrett, and you got two first-round picks in back-to-back drafts, it would behoove you to try to get the best talent in the draft, knowing that the past 21 years or 20 years, people only come to the Knicks to get a paycheck. And that is fact. I remember Jerome James. People only come to the Knicks to get a paycheck. And then, hold on, hold on, Josh. And then what makes it even more crazy, your man Julius Randle comes here Nobody else want to come here. We got curved by Kyrie and Kevin Durant. He comes in. We give him 60 plus million. He plays ass his whole first year. Then the next year during COVID, he give me Larry Bird numbers. Then we pay him. And then he give me ass production again. How am I supposed to feel about free agency knowing Jerome James signed with the Knicks? Knowing that the next day, Amnesty Chauncey Billups, when they were supposed to, when they had Carmelo Anthony, knowing that when we drafted Porzingis, we didn't have two first round picks to continue building with Porzingis. How am I supposed to feel about RJ Barrett right now? So, you know, damn well that fourth seed last season was bullshit. Bullshit. Well, I don't care what none of y'all say. Bullshit. I should have Scotty Barnes with Julius Randle right now and RJ. Unbelievable. No, ain't no unbelievable nothing. Ain't no unbelievable. You know why? Because I'm subjected to Tibbs getting out coached by coaches that's worse than him. And I got to sit here and look at you in your face and look at you and say, yo, why the Knicks, they winning meaningless games in March. Really? I can't support that. I supported Tony Douglas, bro. I supported Carmelo having Jason Kidd as his best point guard, bro. Can I ask Don't you a question? Don't move like that, Josh. When Randy Bell shut the fuck up and thumbs down, I can't support that. Let me ask you a question. How do you? What do you define as meaningless games? You want to know what I would define as meaningless? Yo, Don, I love that question. That was one of my favorite questions of tonight. Remember when Nadawa, whatever his name is, hit the game winner? We lost out on Carl Anthony Towns. Because you hit a game winner. Remember when Tim Hardaway Jr. hit the game winner? Those are meaningless games. Meaningless games is when you win 37 games in 2003 when it's a draft, when it's LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony. Those are meaningless wins. Meaningless wins is when I miss out on Stephen Curry. One pick and you draft Jordan Hill, bro. Yeah, but is Scotty Barnes a- is on that level, though? Scotty Barnes on that level? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Wait. 
Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, diehard. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, no, because I I do believe Scotty Barnes is is a, is a damn good player. Not to me, I, I, he's like my favorite for for rookie of the year. I think I think probably Mobley's gonna win it, but I like Scotty Barnes as a player, and I think he's gonna be a really good player in this league for a long time. So, state, I understand where you're coming from with that, but here's where you don't you don't have any context in the whole conversation, right? Uh-huh. Because those years when the guy hit that uh, what's his name hit the did the game winning shot or whatever, the lottery uh-huh. was different. The odds were calculated much differently. Right. The year that the Knicks tanked for Zion Williamson was the offseason that the the NBA first implemented the new rules for anti tanking in the draft lottery. Right. So even though the Knicks finished with the last record in the NBA, they still had the same odds to get the number one pick as the, the, the second worst team in the NBA and the third worst team in the NBA. Right. And Golden State. um, uh, No, who had the. Uh, uh, the Pelicans, right? The Pelicans weren't the, the first, second, or third worst team in the NBA that year, and they won the lottery, right? And all these years you're talking about, about, about all this stuff about tanking, that the Knicks were one pick away from Steph Curry, they also could have got DeMar DeRozan that year, right? They, they could have got DeMar DeRozan. He was in the teens. They could have drafted him. The year that they drafted Kevin Knox, they could have drafted any one of those Bridges fellas or uh, SGA. He fell in, in the teens that season. Right, the year that the year that the Knicks uh, drafted Porzingis, they could have drafted Devin freaking Booker, right? Like the year that they drafted Frank Nilakina, they could have drafted Donovan Mitchell, who we seen what he did to us last night, who were drafted in the teens. So all this nonsense about tanking, about tanking for a blue chip prospect, the NBA has shown you over the last ten years, at least over the last ten years, that you can draft a blue chipper in the teens. You just have to draft the right guy. You have to draft the right guy no matter where you finish. And like you said, this past draft was very deep. But you keep mentioning the top seven guys, the Scotty Barnes, the Evan Mobley and all of that, right? So why would the Knicks, and, and instead of, um, because they, they were already drafting in, in the 20s already, or it was 19 or whatever, right? If the draft is as deep as what you say, why not draft down and get some more talent at the later rounds, which they did, and get another pick out of that in a deep draft? Why would you not do that? You're ready in the 20s. It's not like you're drafting in the top 10. You're ready in the 20s. You know You know why? You know why? Yo, Josh, I, yo, jo- yo, Josh, I respect what you just said. You know why? Because you're not lying. You're telling the truth. You know why that doesn't apply to the Knicks? MSG politics is undefeated. <laughs> That's why. Th- th- thank you, dog. <laughs> MSG politics is undefeated. That is why, Josh. You drafted Obi Toppin, Julius Randle's backup, over three league guards? Cool. No problem. You play nah, Josh, Josh is Josh is correct. He's not wrong. Like the Knicks, we don't get luck in the draft, right? We never get luck in the draft. Not at all. But the Knicks never tank the right way. They never do it the right way. I remember that. Then, but I'm telling you, tanking doesn't point. matter. You can set it yourself. Obi Toppin. We had an opportunity to draft other league guards that were out there. Halliburton. All, all these dudes. We How do we know Halliburton wasn't going to come off the bench for, for Alfred Payton? How we know? We know that. It, look. So, so, yeah. so what does it matter? So what does it matter if you tank then, State? That's my point. Because what does it matter? It matters because MSG politics is undefeated. If you tank, the Knicks will not sit a top four pick on the bench. We know that because MSG politics is undefeated. This is why when people say bench RJ Barrett, he ain't getting benched because he's the third overall pick. Well, who, we know who that. Said bench, who said bench RJ Barrett? Yo, die hard. I said that. Yeah, Josh. No, no, no. I said that. I said what the hell I said. 
I do, I'll stay. I stand by you. Damn right, I stand by what the hell I said. State even said it himself. R.J. Barrett had the handle of a third grader or a three-year-old or something like he that. Was still right? He still getting buckets though. Uh no, right? He wasn't. He wasn't like like what he's doing right now. Let's well, get this out the way right now. Well, if my Alec Burks, what am I supposed to do? If man, am I supposed to? That, that, I'm not talking about that. Alec Burks. I'm talking about before that. I'm talking about two months ago when Kimba was there. I'm talking about even last season. R.J. Barrett had an improved second half of the season, but he wasn't doing what he's doing right now. He wasn't taking people off the dribble, getting them to the rack like he's doing right now. Yeah, that, he wasn't doing that. The, the 21, and if he had a point guard, if he had this, if his mom had if a big If he was playing like, the two, if, if he was playing the two instead of the three, he would be doing what he's doing, even though he's doing what he's doing right now in front of your face as the three, playing with Fournier in the lineup, yet yeah, people would say if R.J. Barrett was doing this, if R.J. Barrett was doing that. People he's the third overall pick. He, yo, bro, he putting up numbers next to a bum-ass point guard, next to a power forward who pouted. Who, I'm with you. Rudy Gobert told you, me sorry, bro. He told him sorry, bro. State, I'm with you. I'm not arguing on that. I'm just saying. So why, if I'm telling you, we arguing right now, right, over Edmund Fournier. Look at the people we arguing about. Listen listen to what we arguing about. Golden State arguing fans is arguing about Draymond Green, Kevin, Kaminga, and Moody, bro. We arguing about Alec Burks and Edmund Fournier, bro. What talent is that? Don't do that to me, bro. Don't do that to me. You said Evan Fournier is not talented. That's what you're saying. You can't tell me if the Knicks drafted Scotty Barnes <laughs> and we had a starting five with Randall, RJ, Scotty Barnes, Kimber Walker, and Mitchell Robinson that we would not win more games than we were winning right now. You know what the biggest, the the biggest slap in the face from Thibodeau? You see how the kids play under Thibodeau? And do you see how the vets play on this Thibodeau? You don't feel a little disrespected behind that? You don't what see the. What you mean by that? What do you mean by What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is the kids look more functional than the vets on the court under Thibodeau. So that's kind of like a slap in the face. So when I see kids being functional on the court, why not just have. You get, my, you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to win games. Like, how, Listen, I, I was trying to get back to the to the Scotty Barnes thing because, I mean, if, if we drafted Scotty Barnes, you're telling me that, that we would be winning now? We still got time to I feel the- like we'll win more games. I feel like i never seen a Knicks rookie give me 37 and 17. i never seen a Knicks rookie give me 30 and 17. The last thing okay, that did so, that was So that's what Fox. this is about. Fox so that's what this is about. 26 and 16. So, so this is about you just being obsessed with Scotty Barnes. That's what no, it's down. about. That's what it sounds like to me. Because you no. keep mixing Scotty Barnes and all that. We could have Scotty Barnes. The Knicks, the Knicks couldn't have got Scotty Barnes. We we weren't in a position to get Scotty Barnes. Franz Wagner, Kaminga, any one of those guys. In we the weren't in a position bro. to get none. But we weren't in a position to get none of those guys, bro. Because we, we won too many damn games in the season. That was cool. He wanted to tank. He wanted to tank during the COVID season. I mean, I guess. We took advantage, bro. When we got understand, we took advantage, bro. Every team we played in the 2020 season, bro, it was we took advantage, bro. Giannis we had COVID, bro. We you know that, Josh. Come on, bro. We had Reggie Bullock starting. What NBA team going? What Reggie Bullock don't even get minutes on the Mavericks right now. Frank Nilakina, I was wrong about him. Don't get me started on Frank Nilakina. Come on, Josh. Come on, Josh. You got to, Josh, when you understand that last season was just fake and you just throw it out to head. I don't know where State's going with it. Bro, listen, hold on, hold on. Last I, season I, was fake. 
Okay, okay, fine, F- fine. I'll, I'll concede that point. I, I don't. We weren't even talking about last season whether it was fake or not. I'm just telling you what happened. I'm just telling you what happened. Okay, okay, fine. If you don't think that team was worth anything last season, they weren't supposed to do anything. Fine, but they did. They won more games, and that's what got the fan base excited. And that's the reason why a lot of people have had unreasonable expectations coming into this season. That's what happened. I'm not going over hypotheticals. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not doing all that because that stuff is, is fake. It did not happen. What did happen was the Knicks won, you know, a lot more ball games, right? And they got to the fourth seed. And because of that, the expectations coming into this year were way too high, albeit unreasonable. And that's the reason why people mostly feel the way they do right now and want to abandon everything. What I'm saying is don't abandon everything. Don't abandon what the front office told you they were going to do and what they have done and what they're continuing to do. That's all I'm saying. They said that they wanted to build through the draft while remaining flexible, being competitive, and 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 hopefully swing the bat when that opportunity comes to go get a superstar. And that's exactly what they're doing. Are the Knicks losing every game by 20, 30 points? No, they're competitive. All these games that we lost, how many games were we winning in the fourth quarter or winning in the third quarter? But for some reason, one way or another, we can't close games out against Brooklyn, against Philly, against uh, so many teams, the games that we uh, – Phoenix – when we lost these ball games in the fourth quarter, in the second half of the game, that shows the team is competitive. We just can't close, right? So people are just losing their minds. Yeah, I, I get it. If you mad at Tibbs and you mad at Randall for those for their transgressions or, or whatever, I'm not even arguing about that. I'm not going to defend you that. Think this team right? competitive? Hell yeah, this team is competitive. They're not losing by 20, 30 points a night. Y'all just, this is y'all not, this is not the Knicks from two thousand. This is not the Knicks from two thousand four, two thousand five. When they were winning 23 games a season, this is not the this is not that Nick team. This team is competing every single night. They just can't close games out. That's their yeah. problem. They haven't given up on tips yet. So I mean they are playing hard. I give you that. Yeah, this is not a tanking type of team. Like, and that's the problem, State. Like you keep comparing this current Nick team because the expectations weren't there. You keep comparing them to those past regimes when there was Jerome James and Jared freaking Jeffries and all these players that we paid all this money to when the Knicks were winning 20 games a year and they were getting blown out by 20 and 30 on that TV every night. Right now. Burks overpaid. Fournier overpaid. Ten million dollars is overpaid for Burks. Ten million dollars. Ten million dollars is overpaid for Burks. He is trash. I hate him. I don't like him. He's trash, but he's playing. He's playing out of position. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. He's playing completely out of position. Well, before before you did that, you you want to bring up past regimes? Wasn't like Alec Burke like a rock last year? He was like our closer for a big part of the season last year. He held us down. You know how I feel about last season. I dismiss everything about last season. You know this. I don't care about last season. Last season. Oh, dismiss RJ then. No, 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 so, no, no, no. No, keep, no, keep that same energy. Did dismiss what RJ did last season then. I do. I do. I do. Okay. I do. All right. I do. Right. 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 I've been said that. Right. I made that Ooh. clear. Yo, dog, I made Ooh. that clear. Put that on the season was fake. <laughs> uh, no, you laughing. That's on Twitter. I've been said that. Everybody, say it, say, say it right here so everybody can hear it. Say, say it right here so everyone can hear it. RJ everybody last season. season put up fake stats, Josh. Say RJ. Say RJ. Say it. RJ, say RJ. Garrett, too. No, no, you got to say, say it. You got to say it. You got to say the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, Josh, I'm doing this to, 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 to make sure that you're happy. <laughs> Julius Randle put up Larry Bird stats when people was getting Bruce Lee kicked going to the basket. <laughs> So this is why I can't respect that. Then you tell me shut the fuck up, and you tell you give me a thumbs down. Who are you? 
Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? So when I see people tell me about his season, I dismissed last season. That's why when people tell me about last year, it's hard for me to comprehend. It's like you talking Chinese to me or something or anime talk, Japanese talk. I'm looking at the captions on the screen. I'm sorry, Josh. Like, I can't. I'm with you, man. I got you. I'm, 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 I'm not contesting anything you're saying about that. I mean, I obviously don't agree with it. I don't agree with the tanking mentality because, like I said, you can get a player anywhere in the draft. Anywhere. You can find blue kippers. Just look at the All-Star game. The All-Star game had I got a question. I got a half, half I got a question. to 60% drafted outside the top 10. So, Josh, real quick. Name me the Nick player you've seen in your life drafted after 10th overall that you've seen become an all-star. I haven't. I, I can't recall. Why do you think that? I don't know. The Knicks have been unlucky in the draft. Because we will never play a guy like that many minutes, bro. Fred Van Fleet got minutes. Pascal got minutes. How did Fred? No, no, no. no let's stick Fred Van Fleet. Hold on. No, no, no. How did Fred Van Fleet get his minutes? So so Deuce McBride not putting up MVP numbers and no 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 don't change it all don't no don't change it up on me. Fred I'm Van asking Fleet, you, you mentioned Fred, Fred Van, Van Fleet. Fleet. How Fred did he Van get Fleet. his minutes? All right, I'll tell you. Fred Van Fleet and Pascal won the G League championship under Nick Nurse. So you uh -huh. about to tell me that Deuce McBride wasn't putting up better numbers than Fred Van Fleet in the G League? He was. He, 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 he is, bro. He is. I, I, I got you on all that. I got you on all that. Well, the point that I'm trying to make and I'm trying to get across to you is Fred Van Vliet and Siakam and all those guys, just like everyone's complaining about Tibbs not prioritizing playing the kids, what happened in their situation was guys in front of them got hurt. They came in and played, stepped up, and took that role. Just like many rookies in the NBA the and many hurt? young players, many young players. Hold on, many young players in the NBA. They don't get their shot right out the gate to come in and start. They don't. Right? You have to sit on the bench for a little bit. Someone in front of you gets hurt, and then you come in and you step in and you get major minutes. That's what happens in the NBA to most of the rookies. So this whole nonsense about Tibbs doesn't want to play the kids and all that, and the kids have to earn their minutes, I have absolutely no problem with that. You know why? Because in the NBA, that's exactly how it works. Unless, like you said, unless you're a top five or top ten pick, that you, the team needs you to start right away, and you're the most talented player out there, you will not start. You have to wait your turn until somebody gets hurt. You come in, and you come in and produce and show that you belong. And that's exactly what's been happening. Same thing happened with Quentin Grimes this season. Emmanuel quickly came in and took his spot in the rotation. No, Quentin Grimes only got minutes because somebody caught COVID and it was injuries. Don't do that. That's exactly, do that, what, I just said. That's exactly what I just said. That's exactly what I just said. That wasn't that's because Thibodeau wanted to genuinely give him minutes, bro. But that is that's trash. What, that's what they're saying, though. That's not what they're saying. That, 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 listen to what I'm telling you. In the NBA, rookies get minutes. That's how majority of rookies start to play. A guy no, in front it's of a not. Hitter, I disagree with that. Check, check it. Look at David Lee. David Lee it was actually the all-star that, that we David had. David Lee earned his minutes, though, dog. He earned his minutes. No, but the, the David, point Lee was, that, no, David Lee played hard, bro. He played hard. We never had an issue make, with that. The point I'm trying to make in Golden State, he made an all-star team in Golden State, too. But who was the rookie behind him? It was Draymond Green. So as soon as Draymond Green became like somebody that that could that could become a starter, that's when they got rid of David Lee and they they, they upgraded um Draymond. The season that Draymond Green started, David Lee had a season engine ending injury. But that's what we're saying. That's though. what I just said. That's literally but, what I just but said. That's, that's not every. But you can't cap and tell me every rookie had got their minutes. I said the majority. I said the majority. Six. We can, I we said the majority. I said the no, majority I of young players, that's how I they get their opportunity. I disagree okay. with that. 
Okay, okay, okay. John Starks. Let's go back to the 90s. John Starks, undrafted, I believe, or second round or something like that, undrafted. You think the Knicks came out early on in his career and said that I'm going to play John Starks from the get-go? No, they didn't do that. What happened was injuries happened and, and attrition happened. Old players, whatever, lost minutes, whatever. John Starks came in and earned his opportunity, and he became a fixture and a legend in the Knicks organization. That's what happens to most rookies in the NBA. Majority of rookies are not starting from day one. That's not how it is in the league. Gerald Wilkins was ahead of John Starks, too. We, we ended up trading Gerald Wilkins because we started to believe in John Starks. You know, John Starks had to had to earn that spot in order for us to give us the confidence to say, okay, we could trade Gerald Wilkins somewhere else so we can elevate John Starks. But John Starks so, so, earned his minutes though. So top seven picks earn their minutes, or they just get they just get gifted. I think that's the but but the but state state. What I'm saying is, I think that's a little bit of the of the exception, right? The the top ten picks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because they're projected and, and because of what their expectations are, those guys, mm-hmm. those top ten picks, are mm-hmm. for the most part going to probably be in the starting lineup. If not going to get major time off the bench, you know, out the gate because of what their expectations are. But you still got uh, 50 other picks after the top 10. And those 50 other picks are not generally, typically, not starting out the gate. What happens is they play their, their role on the bench, they get their little spot minutes, and then it takes injury to happen in order for those guys to get time. Look at Golden State, Moody and, and Kaminga right now. Those guys are to- a top 10 picks. Look who they right? sitting behind. We oh, got no, guys sitting behind. To, I'm about to tell you. Oh, I'm about yeah. to tell you. I'm about to tell you though. Kaminga and Moody. Kaminga and Moody didn't get time out the gate. It took Iguodala going down. It took them not having uh, Clay Thompson. It took uh, uh, Draymond Green being out for those guys. But but guess what? Iguodala was going to be a major piece of their rotation. He's going to yeah. be a major piece of their rotation. And it took him getting hurt for those guys to get major minutes and for us to see what they what they can do. Golden freaking state, one of the highest payrolls in the NBA. Those guys weren't coming out and starting right Golden away. State sold high on D'Lo and traded D'Lo after they paid him in a sign of trade, just like what I wanted to do with Draymond Green. Golden State sat out Draymond Green and Steph Curry for a whole season. They tanked for that first season, got James Wiseman. Then they came back after they traded D'Lo, and now they got Moody and Kaminga. So why they said why they said Draymond and Steph Curry? Wait, say that again. Why did they sit Draymond and Steph Curry? Which not mean? because they felt like it, or because they asked them nicely. Yeah, they yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why did they sit Draymond Green and Steph Curry? Did you see the roster? Livingston just retired. Eagle Dollar left. KD left. Maurice Spates left. Your whole damn call left. So you gotta, you gotta replenish your roster, brother. But they didn't do that. No, no, no. Specifically about Steph Curry and Draymond Green. You said that they sat Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Why did they sit? So they could get a higher draft pick, a better asset. You got to get a better asset. Are you? That's not accurate. They didn't go into that season saying I'm going to sit these guys and not play them. Steph Curry got hurt. Steph Curry got hurt. Steph Curry got hurt. He got hurt. He was playing. And why he sat the whole season? And why he sat? Because he was hurt. He, he was, was hurt. hurt. Yeah. He had surgery. He had surgery. He was hurt. All right. So you <laughs> sit Curry and you sit Draymond so you can Listen, get the best. Stephen Curry is one of the greatest shooters to ever play the game. He's not going to sacrifice years and possibly stats to become one of the greatest shooters ever just just, just for that. These guys have pride, man. Bro, they, not, no, this not, is not like these guys have winning. pride. They wasn't winning nothing. What are we doing here? The, the, they, those guys have pride the same way that the Knicks, current Knicks have pride. They're still trying to win games. You can't tell guys, hey, yo, 
um, you're, you're healthy, go sit out a season. That, that's that's for guys like John Wall and stuff that they made him take a kind of forty five million dollar contracts, and you can't move them, but we have no use for them. So that's that's different. These guys are actually um actively trying to win here. You Clay know, the, Thompson, Clay Thompson tore his ACL. Right, Steph Curry was on the verge. I think if he would have played that season, Steph mm -hmm. Curry would have been in the MVP conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. Draymond mm -hmm. Green also got hurt. Those guys didn't sat because the team was like, oh, we're just going to sit you and we're going to try to go get the number two pick in the draft. They didn't do that because of that. They sat those guys because they were hurt. If those guys were playing, they would have been contenders. They would have been contenders just like they are right now. They're not contenders without Klay Thompson. Bro, I'm telling you for – yo, bro. You're arguing with me, but I, 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 you, you agree with me. Those guys, when they're healthy, they're going to be contenders. The reason why they didn't play is because they weren't healthy. And that's, that's why the reason why. It wasn't because they uh, – And that's why they chose to start Alec Burks for a whole season to win 17 games for them to get the two pick, for them to get James Wise, so they can have a better asset. Hold on, hold on. Even before that, they traded D'Lo instead of repaying him. They traded him. They got the seventh pick. Now they got Kaminga. I watched the Kaminga. I watched Kaminga go for one game, twelve for thirteen from the field. And then you talking about you already have Clay Thompson coming back. You got Draymond coming back. You know damn well you're not beating the Bucks. So why not retool on the fly? Why yeah, not retool on the fly? They, they, they're not beating the Bucks. Listen, the 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 the, um, the D -Lo thing was true. They they traded D -Lo to do that, but but the reason why they did it because Curry got hurt. Curry and Draymond got hurt, so that's the whole team right there. So that's a part of rebuilding, bro. That's a part of making smart moves. The Knicks management don't make smart moves, bro. So so basically, what you're saying is Golden State were lucky because Steph Curry got hurt. Basically. I believe in the NBA gods. When you do things the right way, they bless you. Golden State, they sat Curry. They tried to win as many games as they could. They started, they were starting Alec Burks, by the way. And then they got the two pick. They traded D'Lo after tanking season. They got the seven pick because of D'Lo. They got Kaminga, and now they got Moody. So they replenished on the fly. So they blew the Knicks out of the water when it comes to a rebuild. Because that's how you retool. When your star player gets hurt and your other star player gets hurt and Draymond gets hurt, that's how you retool. Yeah, but you don't do that with the Knicks, too. The Knicks aren't in that situation. No, no, no. The Knicks no, aren't in a, a position else? where can people get the Knicks okay, Can, I, can I say something? One more thing. The Knicks will never find a Jordan Poole. You know why we'll never find a Jordan Poole? Because yeah, because we drafted RJ Barrett in the same draft. We drafted RJ Barrett in the same draft. What you trying to be disrespectful right now? What you no, I'm not. But that's the reason why we don't have Jordan Poole because we drafted RJ Barrett. Wait, what you trying to say? We had two first round picks in the last two. <laughs> see how drafts. people get see how say? people get defensive. When wait, you wait, hold on. What you trying to say? We had two. Dog, would you get? I don't need to get defensive. We got two. We had two first round picks. And back-to-back drafts after RJ. I don't give a damn about Jordan. Yeah, but we didn't have two draft picks on the same draft as RJ, though. But RJ is part. the first. So what y'all saying right now? Jordan Poole. The reason why we don't have Jordan Poole is because we drafted RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett is a better player than Jordan Poole. I agree with you. No problem. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not contesting that. I'm okay. not. But you keep mentioning that the Golden State did it right by drafting a guy like Jordan Poole. The reason why we don't have Jordan Poole is because we drafted RJ Barrett. Okay, no problem. You could have traded no up. For, you could have traded up for Jordan Poole when he got drafted. 29th. That's cool, man. That's cool. No. So, so you hold on. All right, no, hold on. But stick, stick, stick to that point. Uh -huh. So you, you telling me right now that you would have traded out of that spot to go get Jordan Poole? Why not? Jordan Poole is nice. <laughs> but then, but then, hold on, hold on, Josh, Josh. This is where, this is where I screw your head up, though. All right, go ahead. 
do I want Jordan Poole under David Fisdale? <laughs> but this, but this is yo diehard. This is how everything the multiverse is messed up, bro. It's yeah, messed but, up, bro. Twenty eight other teams passed on Jordan Poole. I'm not even okay. sure if Jordan Poole got drafted twenty ninth, but twenty eight other teams passed on it. So it's like a crapshoot that some some guy named Jordan Poole became anything. Yeah, you know? that's true, but under the Knicks regime, the Knicks play players according to contract. Jordan Poole wouldn't get minutes over here, bro. He wouldn't even get minutes over here, bro. Emmanuel quickly was a rookie, and he and he was playing well for us, man. Does, does yes. um do we play our rookies? Um, uh, Mitchell Robinson was drafted in the second round, but he ended up being a starting center, and uh, a yeah. lot of people want to pay him fifteen and 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 better. Pay that kid. He he was drafted in the second round. There's so many we can go down the line for for all the different guys that we had. You know, um, even Deuce McBride, second other, isn't he a second round pick? You know, yes. I mean, projected first round, Knicks got him in the second round, but all of a sudden, the Knicks don't know how to draft. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. The Knicks, the Knicks have a good stable of, of um of young people, man. Even compared to the rest of the league, we we went we went and got Cam Reddish also. So the Knicks are actively trying to get young players here and stuff like that. You know, so I mean, you know, like like this whole argument, it all sounds good, but it still really comes down to Tom Thibodeau. Because I mean, even if, like I was, I was still trying to get to Scotty Barnes, right? If we had, if we had Julius Randle, Scotty Barnes, R.J. Barrett, um, Kemba Walker, you said, and Mitchell Robinson, we still would be losing. Because Tom Tibble's the fucking coach, you know. Like, how how do we win that way with with um with with um with that with that group? I, I will not, I will not defend Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Our offense stinks. We've been a terrible offense the past two seasons. Before that, we were a terrible offense, right? We, our offense is bad. We don't push the pace, right? The offense is way too predictable. We already know we're gonna what we're gonna do every time we go down offensively on, on the floor. I cannot defend Thibodeau for that. Thibodeau, you know, has not improved in that aspect whatsoever. Those adjustments offensively, we we have not seen. Right. So I can't defend that. But what I can say is the the kids are playing well for him. Right. He is instilling defense and culture in here. Right. So that's a positive. And I think that message that you sent to the kids about earning in minutes, I think that's going to pay dividends down the road. So, again, right now, I'm not confusing what we got going on right now and the frustration right now with Tibbs and, and these games in the fourth quarter with what the Knicks have going for them moving forward, whether Tibbs is the coach or not. I'm not defending Tom Thibodeau. But I think people too often, because we're losing right now, we're not winning the games that we thought that we were going to win, people just kind of lose and forget what the big picture is. They want to fire everybody. They want to trade everybody, right? The front office didn't give us a direction when they clearly stated what the direction was and currently doing a direction because we're not winning, that then all of a sudden, you know, the front office is at fault now. So I just think people, they have their misguided, you know, approach to how they, they, they view the Knicks. Everyone's so frustrated and all rah-rah, but don't really see the big picture. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm I'm really saying about not just you, State, but, uh, but Ari from Manhattan, Jay from Florida, all these guys that are, 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 are you know, uh, not you, but big mouths on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And, and 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 trying to get rid of everybody. When was the last time? When was the last time we seen the Knicks had a bunch of young kids and developing them this way? You you talking about what the Knicks have done the last the past twenty years? When when is the last time you seen the Knicks do what they're doing right now? When was the last? I've time never. That- I've never seen them do this. I've never seen it neither because we traded all our goddamn first round picks when I was growing up. And now we got them. And now we got them though. And we're and using we're not, them and we're we're not even We're not even doing them right because we're playing Alec Burks 30 minutes after the All-Star break when we have 10 plus games under 500. Why am I watching that? Why am I putting my energy into that? Why do I have to subject myself to that? Why do I have to subject myself to Julius Randle pushing my young guys last night? Why do I have to subject myself? Come on, State. Come on, man. Nah, man, because this is it, 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 it's, it's all of this happened 
because we made the almighty fourth seed. <laughs> Julius Randle, Julius Randle was going was going to snuff a ref because we, we made the fourth seed last year. That's the reason why, bro. If Julius Randle on, didn't put up fake ass Larry Bird stats last season mm-hmm. and we won thirty one games and we got the seventh pick and we got Kaminga, nobody'd be complaining right now. You know why? Because expectations would be low. So you know what we'd be talking about right now? I think that's the problem, though. But I think that's what the problem is. That that's what I'm saying. I think that that's the problem. No, no. The expectations from the fan base. That's oh, that's for me. That's problem number one. Oh, I wanted to avoid that. That's why I'm with the Almighty Four C. But I think that's but the problem. I think, I think that I think that's on you. I don't I don't think that's on the team. I think that's on you for having those expectations yeah. and me for having those expectations. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not uh, 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 exempt from this at all. I'm a part of that. I had the same expectations you did. We're not the same. I wasn't completely unreasonable, but I was a little unreasonable thinking the Knicks were going to be a fifth seed in a rebuilding year when they're 27th in payroll. 27th in payroll. They don't spend money. They haven't spent money in a long time. 27th in payroll. And you expect this team to be a win now? How is this team a win now team? The pay the, the salary cap is $112 million. The Knicks are at 119. The Lakers, the Laker fans should be mad. They're the ones with one of the highest payrolls in the league. They are win now. And they have no future. They have no picks. They can't be flexible at all. They have to find a way to get rid of Russell Westbrook's contract. Yeah. So they should be mad, not us. Yeah, the Lakers are like the old Knicks, man, the, the Isaiah yes. Knicks. Everything the Lakers are doing right now is what the Knicks were trying to do for years. Get get two superstar players to come in here and, and all of that and, and be a championship contender. AD is hurt. LeBron is still putting up great numbers, right? He's still in a conversation for MVP, so they got that. But they're not going anywhere this year. Yo, so if I'm yo, a Laker fan, I'm pissed off. But the Knicks, hold on, but hold on, the hold Knicks, on. they don't have one max contract on the roster. Not one. Hold on, hold and people on. want to say Julius Randle's overpaid and Evan Fournier's overpaid. How? Hold on, How, hold Sway? On. The Knicks, hold on, hold on, my last point. Last season, mm-hmm. the Knicks couldn't even reach the salary floor. Mm-hmm. They were trying to sign guys in the middle of the season to hit the salary floor. When was the last time you seen the Knicks do that? They had $60 million in cap space in the offseason. And they brought back majority of guys that were here last season to, to basically get to the salary cap floor, bro. Come on. This is not a win-now team. This team is rebuilding. And just because we're not winning games doesn't oh, stop that process for me. Now they rebuilding after you've seen what's transpired over the season. First of all, let's be respectful. I didn't watch the Lakers win five championships in my lifetime as a kid growing up. I didn't watch the Knicks pissed the bed and had four playoff wins in 20 years so you don't tell me about what the knicks been doing lately because we ain't been doing nothing that's one two i wish the nba gave the knicks three straight number two overall picks i wish we did but you know what happened josh we traded our first round picks porzingis couldn't get jamal murray as his point guard um yeah carmelo anthony though you still didn't have a point guard. What that mean? You didn't no, amnesty you, you, you right. you, Chauncey right. Buffs instead of amnestying right. Amari Stoudemire. But guess what? I'd rather have ball. Carmelo Anthony. I'd rather have Carmelo Anthony on this team, a superstar in the NBA, than Jamal Murray. I tell you that much in a prime his career. You Who damn right. I'd rather though? have Carmelo Anthony. Who wouldn't though? But it's all about team building. It's all about building your team, man. The but, Knicks, and the Knicks failed. Right. They failed to build a team around Carmelo Anthony and Kristaps Porzingis. We have Phil Freak. We have Phil freaking Jackson. Who you yeah. say Phil Jackson better than Leon Rose? Because Come on, of, that statement. Wait, wait. Phil Jackson. First of all, 
He's the reason why we got all our first round picks right now. Man, get One, the, get two, the. Phil Jackson is the reason why James Dolan don't butt into our business. That's fact. That is a fact. In 2014, they was gonna go protest in front of MSG, bro. That is a fact. It was the moves afterward. I will do the Carmelo Anthony trade a thousand times again. I will never disrupt the timeline with that. So you okay, right? You okay the first round pick? Right for for Melo, yeah, but okay. So what's the problem then? Wait, hold on, hold on. In hindsight, you got to look at both sides of the coin now, right? Because there are people who say they hate the Melo trade. There are people who say, well, you could have had Jamal Murray with Chris Porzingis and Carmelo Anthony could have waited to the offseason. You got to talk about everything, bro. Because let's talk. All right, so let's so let's talk about that. So let's talk about that then. Based on what you're saying about how bad the Knicks have been drafting when they had opportunities to draft these all these type of players, how the hell do you know they were going to draft Jamal Murray? Yeah, how do you know they were going to do that? I rather, I rather listen. I'm from the hood, bro. You from the hood? <laughs> Dial from the hood. When I go to the dice game, bro, when I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet big. I'm not calling the, the little petty bet. If bank is $200, I either want to stop bank or I'm calling the $20 bet, right? Yeah, but, but you don't you don't ask that. Knicks, you don't ask that with, with money that you're going to have five years from now. That doesn't make yeah, any sense. The, the Knicks are going to a gambling spot, a 1000 in the pot, and they only want to bet $5. That's my, my problem with the Knicks. But they That's got my, they don't they, never they have now. They don't have like 35. They're not betting money they're gonna get in the future. You know, they don't yeah, but you have 74 million, you have 74 million in cash base and two first round picks. And this is the product that you give me, me and Josh arguing right now. No, but we, we're talking about Carmelo Anthony. In order to get the Carmelo Anthony trade, you have to give those picks up. So you can't you can't go back and, and get everything just to make the point. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, give something I, to get something. Yeah, but I would never change that Carmelo Anthony trade. It's just the moves after. I'm with you. I agree with you on that. I'm with you. But even before that, if you were savvy enough, if you was a Knicks management that was trustworthy enough, you would have never even had to trade those first round picks to get Carmelo Anthony in the first place. Yeah, we, we, we got a we got a fact checker here. So uh, he's saying Jamal Prime wasn't the, wasn't the Miller trade. It was the Bargnani trade. So oh, I, f- I forgot about Bargnani. Oh no, like, no oh, I don't oh. think I don't think no I don't think that's right. Oh my god! Because we gave we gave Denver we gave Denver um, uh, I think a couple first round picks or pick swaps or whatever, and that pick that they got turned into be Jamal Murray. So I don't think that's I don't think that's true. Murray Murray uh, Murray got drafted by Denver specifically by Denver off the Knicks pick. Yeah, so I don't think that's I, right. And one of those picks for sure. One of those picks for sure was a Nick pick. Was was supposed to be a Nick pick from that car. Yeah. Trade. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's correct. But the but the Bonyani trade is another example of failed management after you acquire someone like Carmelo Anthony. We failed to properly build a team, and it wasn't. And this is the misconception. People say that we got mellow, and that prevented the Knicks from doing a lot of what they wanted to do. I disagree with that. With wholeheartedly, the amnesty and the Chauncey Billups and and all that, the Bonyani trade, that's failed moves after you acquire someone like that, and that's the reason why it did not work. Right. That's the reason why it did not work. It wasn't the trade itself. The trade itself actually got us back to the playoffs, made the Knicks relevant again. Carmelo Anthony was one of the highest jersey sales in the NBA. He was putting up numbers. I think he won the scoring title. The Knicks were number one in the NBA and three pointers made that season. We won 54 games. It's just what they did afterwards. Right. Which would led to uh, Mike Woodson being fired. And it led to um, uh, Grunwald uh, being fired. That's when they brought in Phil Jackson. And then it got even worse. You know what I'm saying? And then, like Joshua Rivera said, you either assume the Knicks even take Murray, right? So I just think that whole thing about Carmelo is completely misguided. You know what I'm saying? Nick fans are just angry because they wanted more out of it. 
Um, and because of missteps in the organization, we couldn't get that. But that has no effect on what the Knicks are doing right now. The Knicks right now are in the spot that they have never been, at least in my lifetime, where they have a bunch of young players, they have a bunch of draft picks, and they have flexibility on their roster. They're not spending money like crazy, right, capped out. They're not doing that. They have flexibility where they, they can be able to get better. And I'm watching R.J. Barrett develop and get better. His handle get better, taking people off the dribble, creating his own shot. I'm watching Mitchell Robinson not foul out the game like he used to almost on every single night. I'm watching him develop into that. I'm watching Emmanuel quickly develop before our eyes. People are frustrated with him. I get it. He's a young player. You want to see the kids play. He's been playing. He's going to make mistakes. I'm watching that process happen. I'm watching Grimes come in during a COVID time frame and, and knock down uh, however many threes he did. That's development. That's what I'm saying. So, so why we, so why multiple, but so why multiple Nick players are shooting under forty percent? Why also our offense is so trash? You talking about we talking about development, right? Mm-hmm. We talk. Mitchell Robinson is the same player I've seen for four years straight. Hell about- no, hell no. Mitchell Robinson wasn't doing this from the get go. <laughs> doing no. what? Being a, being a defensive demon like he is now, he wasn't doing that from the get-go. He had potential, but Mitchell Robinson had no footwork, no discipline. He had to develop that. He was completely raw coming out of that one year off of high school. No, you know completely that, you know. raw. He yeah, had no coaching whatsoever. Robert still ain't shit. I could argue Mitchell Robinson still ain't shit. Yeah, but, but he's about to get paid, though. He wasn't worth $15 million the season before. He wasn't worth that money. Yo, yeah. Let's not even do this right now because, listen, man, Mitchell Robinson – this jump hook the other day was the first jump hook I've ever seen from him in four years. One. Two, I would wholeheartedly give Mo Bamba $12 million before I give Mitchell Robinson. Because <laughs> I Mo agree Bamba, with you, bro, bro, I, bro. I agree with you, but that's not what we're arguing with State. We're but, talking about but, Mitchell Robinson and his development. We're not talking about Mo Bamba. I'm with you. Develop what? He had better numbers under Fizdale than Tom Thibodeau. He looked better under Fizdale than Tom Thibodeau, bro. He, bro, I, I don't – what are you looking for from him, Josh? I need him. He, he still has a long way to go offensively. Don't get me wrong. Mitchell Robinson oh, does have a long way to go offensively. Oh, hell yeah. He has a long way to go. But defensively, he is much more disciplined now. Mitchell Robinson doesn't foul out of games. He does not. He used to foul out of games all the time, bro. You know, you know, all what the time. Up, you know what messed up everybody else's timeline? RJ Barry. I'm when you had the third overall pick putting up these numbers, I don't have time to wait for Mitchell Robinson to learn how to shoot three pointers when I seen. Wendell Carter Jr., he shot at least 28 threes his first three years. I mean, he made at least 28 threes his first three years. In his fourth season, he's made above 60 threes now. But three-point shots, it, that, it, that's, not, that's not the center's job, though. That, that's, that's my but, big but, like, You got to space the floor, the bro. I mean, to me, you don't need your center to shoot threes, man. You need your center to set picks, rebound, block shots, defend. And 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 um, be the anchor on defense. You don't need him to be standing next to um RJ shooting threes. Here's what I will say to State's point. So State, State, I, I do agree with you. I do think we do need a stretch five. There's no question about that. I would like to have a stretch five on this team because if you look, anytime the Knicks drive to the hole, like even last night's a perfect example. The Knicks were trying to drive to the basket, and then you have Mitchell Robinson or Sims waiting right there in the dunker spot. They have no offensive threat whatsoever. So their man, which is Gobert, right, is going to come over and contest and block shots. That's what was happening last season in the playoffs when we had Nerlens Noel. We need someone to stretch the floor a little bit. But I think you can I think you can counteract that by having a center which you can give the ball to and go out and get get some sort of bucket on his own. 
where he could be a threat on the floor. And I think that's what Mitchell Robinson still needs to improve. But I'm talking about his development defensively and his discipline and his maturity on the floor. People were talking about his immaturity on the floor. I think he's grown and become more mature over over time when with more coaching and stuff like that. And that's why he's going to get paid this offseason. That's pre- precisely why. That's development. So for everyone out there talking about the Knicks are not developing their kids and they're not doing it the right way, they're not doing it the way you want them to do it. They're not doing it in, in, in this whole microwave thing where you can throw the kids out there and let them play and, and we lose by 30. That's not happening. But I do think the small steps that they're making is improvement and it is development. And I think people are not giving the Knicks credit for that. They're looking at what the Knicks are not doing and, 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 and making that the forefront. I'm looking at what the Knicks are doing because R.J. Barrett, what R.J. Barrett is doing right now, he was not doing before. At all, he was not doing that before. He even was knocking out his threes. Even in the beginning of the season, you see growth in RJ, not just on the floor, but mentally, like that aggressiveness. And I think that has to count for something. Too many people are not looking at that. They're looking at all the rest of the stuff. Well, you give you give Quentin Grimes minutes because the guy in front of him caught COVID and he got hurt. That's typically how it happens in the NBA. And now Quentin Grimes is a favorite of the coach. The coach said he's not taking him out. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's still going on. There's nothing wrong with that process. We just need to be patient and let the rebuild actually play its course and not have unreasonable expectations. When we lose games in the fourth quarter, not go completely crazy. Be mad that night. But don't say that the Knicks are not rebuilding and not developing and that we're not going anywhere and we need to tear it down. I just think the rhetoric is off. The, we, the rhetoric and is the energy is just off because of the games that we're watching right now. We're forgetting about the, the other stuff. That's all I'm saying. Well, let, let me throw this at you. The, the almighty fourth seed, okay? That, that, that is the thing. So I, I kind of agree with State a little bit when we, we talked about it before, that um that last year, you know, d- d- since it was the um, COVID season, no crowd and nothing like that, maybe that was the opportunity to tank to get another young guy to go with RJ. Okay, I get it. You know, you know what I'm saying? But do you think do you think we would have been able to survive that? Just looking at hindsight is 2020, the way that fans are acting now, do you think we would have survived last year tanking a whole season like that? Yeah, that's that. That's where the double-edged sword comes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if if we would have lost last season and we went into this season, like like people like me would have, I wouldn't be complaining because of last season, you know, probably would have went the way I wanted it to go. So I probably would have been less quiet, and I would have probably would have been like, "All right, this is progress." Because last season, I just wanted to win like a good twenty-five games. I'd have been good with the fifth pick or whatever. So this season, we had thirty games. So I would have said, "This is progress." Like this, this is what I call progress. So what I when I try to calm myself down when it comes to the Knicks, I try to dismiss the Almighty Four C all together. Like when when I dismiss last season like all together from my brain. And I just think about 21 wins, and I think about like us going into the season, and we went 30, we won like 30 games, or whatever. I feel better because that's progress. Um, last season it was so much, like it was so many anomalies. It was like, how can I even take this serious? And then on top of the fact that, yo, Josh, man, I'm watching this whole season, man. Yo, them top eight picks from last year's draft, bro. All. Top eight picks can start on the Knicks right now. So mm-hmm. if we didn't do what we did last season, we had one of those guys in the starting lineup, we wouldn't really be complaining right now. We, we, we will be saying everything right now is development. But, but it, we can't say that. 
of Christ somewhere. You know, somebody else will huh? be arguing with you. Somebody will be, will be arguing with you saying that, oh, you know, we shouldn't be losing this. It, it will always be like that counter-argument. You might agree with what's happening with the Knicks, but there's going to be an anti-state somewhere out there arguing with you about that. So it would have been the same thing on Twitter. Twitter would have still been on fire. It would have been arguing. Like, oh, my out. goodness. The Knicks losing game? Are you kidding me? The Knicks losing? What? We, can, nah. we can't sit. We can't sit still. We can't sit still right now. And we've been competitive in all of these games that we've lost. And we we going crazy. Imagine a season where the Knicks are losing about 20, 30 points every night. Come on now. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Hypothetical. Wait, wait, hold on. Hypothetical. You think a K, Conahan, RJ, and Randall is losing about 20 points every night? No. Detroit's losing by 20, 30 points every night. Tibbs? Detroit's losing by 20 and 30 points every night. You got Kate Cunningham? That's Detroit. We talking RJ Randall off the almighty four seed, or or I mean off like 28 games with K Cunningham. They're not winning just 30 games, bro. Under Thibodeau, bro. I know, bro. It's <laughs> no but, way. But, but, you just con- but you just contradicted yourself, though, because wow. Detroit's been taking for years. Detroit's been having number one picks. Who for is years. their coach? My coach is Thibodeau. Thibodeau sucks, though. You can't, you can't well, say hold Thibodeau. Hold on, hold on. Now, he's he's going to coach us to the championship this year if he got K Cunningham. Tom yeah, Thibodeau but, sucks. Yeah, but my point is Tom Thibodeau sucks. Yes. But they, it is crazy when I see the young guys look functional under Tom Thibodeau when all five of them is on, is on the court together and I see the ball moving stuff compared to when I see four vets and R.J. Barrett and the ball don't move. So when I see stuff like that, when I see five kids on the court, Sims and Obi and R.J. and Quickly and, and, and Deuce, it's like I know Tibbs can win games with young guys. But it's so contradicting. How can, so how can you say? How can you say that's not development, though? That's what I'm getting at. How can you say that's Duke, not development? It's not development when I see Deuce McBride get three minutes and and, and Alec Burks get thirty. So what about what about the rest of them, though, bro? What about the rest of the kids? But they're not getting enough. They're not getting enough, bro. We're t- we're ten games under five hundred. What do you mean development? I don't yeah. need to develop. I, I don't need to develop Evan Fournier thirty plus minutes. Winning games does not tell you if you're developing or not, bro. Winning games is not – you cannot quantify development. You can't oh, quantify it. It's something you have to watch on point. the floor. Winning games does not mean development, right? <laughs> you just proved my point. You just proved my point, though. Because okay, I don't need the Knicks to win every single game for me to see development. I don't right. need to see Alec Burks getting 35 minutes a night, 10 games under 500. Can you give Deuce McBride minutes? I don't need to see Deuce McBride get DMP. Why is he in the G League right now? That is a prime example. That is stupid. What, what's the purpose that's of the G League, bro? But that's what, Tom Thibodeau. You can't, you can't like big up Tom Thibodeau one breath and then, then say he's trash the next breath. So here's the thing. Kay Cunningham, if he was on the Knicks, how would Tom Thibodeau use him? He would have him standing in the corner waiting for Julius Randle to give him a pass. No, no, he wouldn't. Not the number one pick because you know why? MSG politics is involved. You're not the number one pick. Come off, off ball, off Randall, the number one pick? We would have killed Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau if we would have had Kate Cunningham playing off ball. The number one pick. The, imagine Patrick Ewan playing off ball to somebody. Get the, I'm mad, I'm mad RJ got to play off Randall, bum ass. Well, yeah, Patrick Ewan had to play off a of Bill Cartwright. How about that? That's the fucking fact. <laughs> How, how much Pat averaged? Yo, I, I think I think um Bill Carroll averaged more than Pat. But, but, but how much Pat averaged? <laughs> Come on. But he was still second fiddle to Bill Carroll, though. But how much Pat 
average though. I just think. I, I mean, I, I just think. I just think for every all all the stuff that you say about the Knicks not developing or whatever, you just said it in the sentence that you watch these guys, these kids under tips play well when they're on the floor together. I think let's let that continue to grow. You know what I'm saying? Let's let that process continue to play itself out. Just because they're not getting 35 minutes tonight does not mean they're not developing. That's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. And the wins and losses to me, you can't use wins and losses to, to judge development. Because I tell you this right now, and, and you know, I was arguing with Isaiah um, earlier in the season. Right, he said he really likes Memphis and what Memphis is doing. Memphis is, is a really good, a really good basketball team. I think they're second in the West right now. They got a bunch of young kids. I think their their payroll is one million below us because they have a ton of young guys and one of the youngest teams in the NBA. But I promise you, I hold on, but watch this. But I promise you, uh-huh. Memphis is not getting back to a second seed next year. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you see that young core? Do you see John Morant? They're mm-hmm. fourteen and two without John Morant. That means mm-hmm. that they're good at building a team. Whoop de doo! Right, but and here's they the don't thing: play no so, vets. so, so, they don't, they don't, they don't have have many vets. They, they're one of the youngest Ooh, teams in the NBA. Games, I got you. I got you. Listen, oh. state. I'm not disagreeing with you. Hear me out, though. This is what I'm saying. If you're gonna say that the Knicks aren't developing, if you're gonna go by wins and losses to, to make that metric on development, right? You say the Knicks went from the fourth seed to not making. No, they they are season. development. That they are developing. Let's who's developing? They are who's developing? developing. Who who was developing? But it's not at the pace that I wanted to be, bro. Like RJ, and, that, and that's the problem. That's RJ, the problem. It's not the, the pace that is, you yes. wanted to be. No, that's no, no, the problem. No, no, no. The problem is you don't have RJ Barrett play off ball to Julius Randle for three. Years, RJ Barrett that, had a 24% you. usage rate since he came in the NBA. All this Wait. stuff about RJ Barrett playing off of Randall. Yeah, I mean last season Randall was the focal point of the offense, no doubt about that. But I RJ Barrett, I, 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 I don't, I don't like last season. I skipped over the year last before season. that too. The year before fake. that too. The year yeah. before that too. They RJ Barrett won 21 games, and I dismissed that 21 games. Do you count 21 games? 19 and 10. Tell me what type of fan you are. Tell me what type of fit you count twenty and ten in a twenty-one win season. Hey, you keep going back to you keep going back to wins and losses. I'm not talking about the wins and losses, bro. That's what I'm trying to say. You keep going back to that when it comes to development. I'm saying you can't quantify the you can't put a number on development. You just you just can't. You got to watch what they're doing on the floor and how they play, how they play on the floor. All this stuff about RJ Barrett playing off the ball. Yeah, he hasn't he wasn't the focal point of the offense the past two seasons. I understand that, right? But he had to grow into that role naturally. That's what development is. He grew into that. His mentality changed. It shifted from being a player that was going to play second fiddle to taking over, saying, I got it. That was always my problem with R.J. Barrett. Everyone was talking about him like he was in the breath with the same breath with Kobe, God rest his soul, Luka, Kevin Garnett, all these players that were under 21 putting up these numbers, right? And I'm looking at R.J. Barrett, and I don't see that same mentality in him that I did in those players when they played back when they were 21 years old. Now I'm starting to see that mentality. And that's why I can't say anything bad about RJ Barrett because he developed into that naturally. He developed into that. You can't put a number on that. People are going to use it. Oh, him starting to get 20 points a game or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's a good number, a good metric to put out there, but I'm looking at the mentality. And for me, I'm watching these kids play well under Tom Thibodeau when they get their their limited minutes on the floor. And I think that's going to continue to grow. That's what I'm saying. I think that's going to continue to grow. And we need to look at that and be a little bit positive and optimistic about that instead of talking about the Knicks losing games in the fourth quarter right now. Because this, this Knicks weren't going to win a championship this year. We're rebuilding. One of the lowest payrolls in the NBA. That's all I'm saying, Steve. That's, that's all I'm saying, bro. 
So also too, like with this whole win and losses thing, there's a reason why the RJ Barrett wasn't included in all these rookie lists and stuff like that because the the, the jig was still up. We don't know if RJ was gonna um make the ascension or dissension. You you know, because I mean, when when um, when Josh was saying that that RJ could uh, should come off the bench, it was true. At the beginning of this year, I was saying that RJ was playing like shit, and I was getting killed for it. You know, almost um go to go to like um real blows in real life with, with people on on the Twitter app. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying over RJ Barrett's development. You, you can't you can't talk about what could happen or what you think or what you what you think might happen. You got to just go about what's happening now. So I mean, like literally, RJ Barrett could have made a left turn at Albuquerque and and become like like a you know a bum this year, but he did make the he, he did make the right turn. So okay, cool. You know, so then we, right. we go with that. he gets he you deserves know? a lot of credit for that. And I, I didn't want RJ to Barrett to come off the bench to try to dis- disregard him or disparage him. I just thought he plays a lot better and a lot faster with that that younger group. That's the reason why I wanted him there. And I think I thought that could have improved the team, especially, right? I, I just didn't like his fit next to Randall. Um, um, and I still don't like that fit next to Randall. We gotta next gotta figure out what they want to do with that. If they can get a point guard in here to help these guys play a little bit better and make the, the offense run a little bit more fluid. But I stand by what the hell I said about RJ Barrett playing off the bench. It wasn't disrespect. It was I, I felt that he played better with the second unit. And you can look at him now when he's out there with those young guys. Like you said in state, the ball be moving, bro. The ball moving is just doing this and doing that. You know what I'm saying? And and it's Randall's fault. It's Randall's fault. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna bash Julius Randall. It is part of it his fault. But you're not yeah. taking out Julius Randle and putting an Obi Toppin. You're not doing that, right? Yeah. So you gotta you gotta be able to balance all this stuff. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't hear me say that not once tonight. <laughs> that was my no. That was my argument though. I'm I'm just, I'm just going by my argument and the reason why I said what I said and people want to criticize me for saying bench R.J. Barrett. It wasn't like no disrespect. I'm just telling you what I saw on the floor. And he didn't have that mentality yet. So yeah, I wanted him bench. Now I, I, hell no. I, I don't want I don't want him coming off the bench. I respect that, but. Josh, MSG politics is undefeated. If RJ Barrett went 0 for 9, or if he went 1 for 9, and then 3 for 12 in three consecutive games, Josh, guess what? You're going to see him start again. You know why? Because he's the third overall pick. This is why. Yo, um, yo, KP was like, what, the fourth pick? We traded him. We traded him. So uh, MSG politics is not undefeated because if you if you um if you mess with the um with the program or whatever you get you get shipped out. Why we why we traded KP? But listen, um, RJ could be in the same boat too because if we if we don't no, build on this kid the right way, you know we might trade RJ the same way to try to flip him to get assets and start this thing over. So we got to be very careful how that goes. Also, you know, so so winning is important, development is important, but you got to find the correct balance in order in order to move forward. So I, I kind of want to move forward, though. Like, like you know, like we, we all have our opinions about what we said in the past about tanking, what we said about that mighty four seed and everything else. How do we move forward? What 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 should the Knicks do? Um, You know, what should the Knicks focus on? Because right, right now the season's over. We're talking about They like, got to prioritize point guard. They, they have to. Like, the, that's, that should be priority, priority number one. And I was a little bit bummed that they didn't do that last season. But now coming into this offseason, we got signing trade options. Uh, Dallas, you know, they're they trying to figure out what they're going to do with Brunson. They just uh, traded for Dinwiddie, right? Dinwiddie's playing really well for them. I think they can, you know, they can match Dinwiddie up with Luka um, or what have you. So I think we need to prioritize point guard. Let's go get Brunson. Um, let's try to see if we can get Malcolm Brogdon, someone who doesn't need the basketball in their hands to be effective. Someone that can be a secondary ball handler off of Julius and RJ or Cam and RJ, however you want to slice it. Right. You know, and let's go prioritize that. That should be priority number one. And then I think everything from there, let the chips fall where they may. If you want to trade Julius Randle uh, next season or the season after, I'm all for it. 
RJ Barrett's taking the next step. I'm comfortable with trading Julius Randle. I have no problem with that at all. But priority number one for the Knicks has to be continue to draft well and get a point guard in here, a starting caliber point guard. Do whatever you need to do to go get that point guard. That's how I feel. Yeah, priority number two. Can you give me a starting center? Um, I need a starting center, bro. Mitchell Robinson, not your starting center, man. We don't argue with so many times about about Mitchell Robinson. You're saying, you're saying, but who are we gonna sign? Who's a free agent? So you said get a starting center. So go ahead, man. I I I love Mitch. After what I've seen this past week, I haven't talked to you in a couple days, dog. In a while. Um, no, I have the other night, but it wasn't really focused on it wasn't really focused on Mitchell Robinson. But what from what I've seen and like news and stuff like that, like a part of my heart feel like he's going to walk. And that's scary. Because then the only centers on my roster is Jericho Sims and Narlis Noel. Narlis Noel is butt cheeks and Jericho Sims is not ready for a starting center position. And then what's even more scary is um, none of the free agency centers that I've looked at, like, I don't really like none of them. All the Aiden? What about Aiden? Huh? Aiden. Aiden. Aiden is only plausible if I'm swapping Randall and Mitch in that deal. That's the only okay. way it's plausible. Okay. But would you do it? I would. Yeah. Okay. You did. But then, then again, it's like, I would do it. Who's my star point guard, bro? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm with you. That that should be priority number one. I think you know you get that, let that spot solidify, and then you can work. You can work out the rest. You know whether we let Mitch walk, whether we trade Mitch, whether we you know do a sign and trade, um, you know or whatever. You know what I'm saying. I would I would seriously do it that way. Um, but I think we need to keep an eye on DeAndre Aiden. I think we really need to keep an eye on him on him because he wants he wants he wants to get paid, and I don't know if Phoenix. Can um, at this point afford to? Uh, I mean, I get. I guess they can because they can go over the cap to sign him. But you know, Aiton Aiton's going to get going to get some major money this offseason. I think Mitch is also looking at that because that's going to determine how Mitch is going to get paid because they came out in the same draft. You know, and those are the two big centers that are currently on the market right now. So I will pay a heavy heavy attention to DeAndre Aiton. Um, I agree with you, State. I, I would trade Randall and and and, and Mitch for uh, Aiton and, and try to do something like that. Well, would Phoenix do that? I don't know. I think can Julius Randle help Phoenix? Hell yeah, they got a point guard. They got Devin Booker. They got Bridges. Hell yeah, Phoenix can can definitely um, get an upgrade at that power forward spot with bringing Randle in. Hell yeah, and Mitch. Eight and forty, eight and forty million. When you do that, yo, it is so many things that mm, I don't know. I'm waiting I on. I don't know about that, but it's so many things that I'm waiting on when it comes to the Knicks. The main two things that I'm waiting on, Josh, honestly, is, um, I, and I know we're going back and forth, and I, me, I'm just under the belief that I know for a fact that RJ Barrett will become a superstar. I just have that feeling, and I feel like he will attract a free agent or two, just like Paul Pierce. Um, but I have two guys on my list, man, and it's Zion is down in his Donovan Mitchell. And I don't know. I like I, that's the only two, bro, that I could see. I could see Carl Anthony Towns coming to the Knicks, but then it's like I got Randall already, so it's kind of like stupid because I already got a big. But the but the Zion thing, see, Zion is different from from Carl Anthony Towns. Like, 
Zion is a whole different type of monster. But Zion and Donovan Mitchell is like the two guys that I think that the Knicks are waiting for and they're just trying to stay afloat for. But it's like, how long are you going to wait for that? <laughs> it's, there's so many seasons in between that 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 scenario because I mean Donovan Mitchell's locked into to money for a few years, so you know that's we, we can't put on we can't put two three seasons on hold just to wait for these guys to get here. That, that's something that we can't do, man. <laughs> I think right now we ain't got no choice. Right now we ain't got no choice. And the front office told you what their what their plan was. They're gonna build through the draft. I said let's just let that process play out. Like these games, I get it. It hurts. It sucks to watch us blow away. 20-point leads, the Portland game, 20-point leads uh, in the fourth quarter or in the third going into the fourth quarter. Our second half have been awful to watch. I'm with you, bro. It's heartbreaking to watch. But I know that this team is still competing. They're not get going out there getting blown out by 20, 30 points every night. That's not happening. They're they, they competing, and they're right there down the wire. They just can't close games, right? So that tells me the Knicks are close are close to doing something. They're close because they, they can actually compete with some of these teams throughout the game. They just can't, you know, close um, and I think if we get a closer in here, if we can get a healthy Rose back to be a backup point guard or whatever, I think the Knicks would, would, be, would be fine. But let's just stop this nonsense about the Knicks being win now. They're not win now. Not with a $119 million payroll. That's not win now. Yeah. In fact, that's far from it. <laughs> that's far from it. But, um, fellas, I, I enjoy being on here with y'all. It's been an hour and a half, but I need, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> um, I'm tired, man. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on three hours of sleep right now, but I appreciate it. State, this is fun. Always a pleasure, bro. So I love. I know we disagree. Um, and you know, some of this stuff I'm probably it's probably gonna get shared on Twitter either by you or someone else that's watching. But I just want to let everyone know out there, whatever me and state talk about, it's all love. You know what I'm saying? We just disagree about it and how we go about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's all about the Knicks at the end of the day for me. Um, and Evo, I appreciate you for having me on, bro. You know, we, we gotta do this a little bit more often. For sure, yeah, definitely, man. If, if everybody watches it, everybody like basically everybody's points is the same. We just we just saying things a little bit different, and look, we just a little bit little strong about certain points. But when it comes down to it, everybody's basically saying the same thing, you know. So it's all love. Yeah, but I need I need everyone in the chat to to say who won this debate. Just respectfully put it in there. You can put it in the comments. You can put it in the chat. You know what I'm saying? And just respectfully, just 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 go ahead and and, and put that out. Nah, it was a goodie. It was a goodie. I ain't gonna lie, Josh. I ain't gonna lie, yeah. Josh. Do say do say you cooked me and all that like an hour ago. I ain't looking for yeah. bread, but I, I like like this. Like before you get out of here, Josh. Like for me personally, mm -hmm. like I like when I talk to a person about um sports and stuff like that, and they totally disagree with me. You know why? Because that's <laughs> when I'm learning, right? I can't learn sports. If I have a person who agrees with me all the time, because I know I'm crazy, I know I'm crazy. But I, I, I disagree I, with you there because you're, you're smart. You're extremely smart, and um, Josh is extremely smart you. too. Appreciate but everybody just has their own opinion about certain things, man. So we might disagree, but it doesn't mean I don't respect you. I absolutely respect both of you guys. I love to hear you guys talk, both of you guys, man. You know, yo, yo, Jay from Florida, man. I gotta highlight you, man. I gotta get you on a controversy, man. We gotta, we gotta chop it up because I, I feel like you got a lot, a lot that you need to say. So. If you out there, Jay from Florida, I thought I'd send you in the chat. You know, I'll reach out to you and let's see if we can get something going, get something popping. But guys, fellas, let me get out of here. Good night. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night. Go Knicks, as always, and uh, Fulio for the win. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. God. Man. All right, Mr. State, that was cool, man. Yeah, that, was, good. that was a goodie, man. That was a goodie, man. You know, you know, you know I just... You know, Josh came in. He came in swinging. He he had some good points. As long as people say he cooked me, that's what I like. 
because that means that people heard his point. That's what I wanted to do. Well, you was making points too, man. I mean, that was in the beginning. Josh, Josh had had his little part in the beginning, but you had your parts too. You know what I'm saying? I was getting on both of you guys at, at certain points too. So I mean, it's, it's all it's all good, man. So I mean, I still got I have like a whole list of things that that, that I wrote down that you guys were saying that I was trying to lean back to, but I guess we gotta we might have to have a continuation uh, to to this debate. You know, we get Josh on here again. Man. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely do it, man. Hey, yo, listen. Yo, what, yo, what? You want to know what's so funny about this this Randall Misfit Aiden trade? I, well, I love you, dog. Me and Die Hard talked about that trade a month ago. <laughs> like, 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 we literally spoke about that trade like a month ago. And I think, I think, Die Hard, you was the one that brought it up to me. I think, I think you brought up the the whole Aiden thing, and then we just went from there. And I wasn't really on the whole whole eight i wasn't really on the whole Aiden thing like I, I was on the i ain't think Aiden was that good but like the way i'm seeing the roster it's like yo man that's tough yeah man because cuz bro it's 1103 in, in new york man i'm tired bro yo, that, that red that red jacket actually was a white overcoat actually before before the podcast now it turned red that's from all the shots all the shots that you were taking <laughs> the red and black lumberjack man <laughs> Oh man, oh man! But I like this though. I I like the fact that um, people were saying that Josh won, man, because you know I like I like to hear everybody points, man. I don't like to just hear my my point. You know, I want to hear both sides of the coin. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. Did you see who popped into the green room at the uh, at, 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 like I think it was like the middle of the show? No, because I was so I was I was in the midst of arguing with this guy, man. Okay, a uh, fucking um, this guy uh um. Uh, what's the name? Um, Danny B from from the morning drive. I don't know how he got the link. I don't know if, if I sent the link to the wrong chat. Or nah, I sent it to him. You sent it to him. Okay, so he popped up in the green room. I'm like, oh shit, how the fuck? Like, who came? Oh, for you supposed to put? Oh, come on, I, I, was put, I was gonna put him in, but but you guys were going back and forth for the debate, so I was waiting for an opportunity to put him in. And as I was about to type in the private chat, he already had left and shit. So I was like, oh. Shit. oh. Danny, come on. Danny. So I mean, wh- why'd you invite Danny to 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 the to the one on one debate? You wanted some backup? Nah, I just everybody's free to join. You know, <laughs> you know everybody gets smoke, man. Yo, that, that was your um your what's the name? Scary Sherry in there for Macho Man? He was gonna come in and throw a, a steel chair in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna interfere with the match. Oh man, man, I I just try to um listen, man. I want to win, but. You know, Josh is Josh is crazy. We didn't get too much about his man Julius Randle though, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to pile on Julius Randle tonight. I wanted to keep it a positive, uh, um, um, show. You know, yeah. Julius Randle. He want to tell people shut the fuck up and give us a thumbs down and think I'm supposed to just root for him and shit like that. But you know, it happens. You know, I didn't want to throw that at Josh's face. You know, I wanted to keep it cordial. But Josh is right, like. Taking his bag, but at the same time, like my rebuttal for Josh is, I didn't have a lot of first round picks growing up. So even when we tank, like we ain't really tank. Like we won thirty seven games, and LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony's in the draft. Like stuff like that is stupid. <laughs> so, but you know, during during the uh, Isaiah um, years, um, his mission was to get you know get a winning product out there. So he was trading everything. Fact. And he was just trying his best to, to get the talent here. You know, um, it didn't work out. None of the shit worked out that he did, but he was trying. He went and got Eddie Curry. He went and got all these different young guys and was 
opening, you know, to build him up because he's from Chicago and he's the man. He's Isaiah Thomas. He could turn water into wine and all that stuff and shit. So I mean, you know, you know, he did try. He, yo, Isaiah Thomas was the king of, of freaking wheeling and dealing. Every time you look around, he was making a blockbuster trade. You know, and he went and got like he went and got Steve Francis, all these all these guys. You know, you know. So I say it was going crazy, man. But I mean, you know, as a Knicks fan, we didn't see so many different, uh, you know, different ways of managing a basketball team, bad, good, or bad. You know, we have we have had plenty of good years and we have plenty of bad years too. You know, so we've seen the whole plethora of of the ways to go about. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm loving this, man. We we do have a plethora of of ways. Um. But man, just like I tell Josh, man, like Nick's got a tank, man. We got a tank, man. We got a tank. I, I'm not interested in. I did. All right, here's my message to Josh. Um, shouts to Wood tuning in. Like to anybody else who who's against tanking and, and against that. The Knicks have lost out on free agency, and I've seen it in my own eyes in my lifetime multiple times. LeBron went to Miami. We had to trade everything for Melo. KD and Kyrie, they went to Brooklyn. That is a fact. That's what happened. So I don't care about free agency. So my next option for the Knicks is play the young guys, get the highest draft pick you can, so you can just trade, right? So you can just get the best asset, bro, to trade. You can't trade the 14th pick and try to get Donovan Mitchell, but you could trade the first overall pick and try to get Donovan Mitchell. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, but at the same time, if you get the first overall pick, don't you want to keep the first overall pick? You know? Wait, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You, you're a dog, Nick, then. You want to win, right? First overall pick of Donovan Mitchell, man. First overall pick of Donovan Mitchell. It it depends on what we're doing, but yo, not for nothing. If we get the first overall pick, I'm I'm giving it away for for Donovan Mitchell this year. I, I am you know, too. I'm, I'm not. That, that, but but here's the reason why, though. The reason why is because RJ Barrett is about to get his money. You know what I'm saying? And, and we we need to get um um a second fiddle in here. And and not for nothing, Donovan Mitchell will be the go-to guy. He'll be the number one guy. Um, what's the name? RJ will will be the um the facilitator. You know, run the offense through RJ, but he will be the second guy. You know, to to Donovan Mitchell. And then the third guy, whoever that is, you know, it could, it could, you know, if if Randall's still here, I don't, I don't know how that happens if you get Donovan Mitchell, but I mean, there's so many different. Because I mean, the Knicks have so many draft picks, you know. So if that, if we was to win the draft, then that's what you do. You or you go all out to get Donovan Mitchell, and you and you get the pecking order going, you know, you, like first, um, you know, you know, first uh, option, second option, third option, uh, role players and all that stuff. But that's kind of tough. Um, because last question, last thing before we get out of here is like. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, cool, you know, you know, six one shooting guard and all that. But the thought of Shet Shet Holmgren next to all of Jays. I watched that boy, yo. He looked really good the other day, bro. He looked, he looked, he reminded me of like Nick Porzingis. Like he looked really good, bro. And I thought about his fit next to RJ and what we trying to do. Yo, that'd be nice. But then y'all got to think about what Utah want to do. If you Utah, why the fuck would I want to trade Donovan Mitchell for Jaden Ivey? Oh, 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 oh. Shaq hungry. I think I'm they good. Would, I think they would take Chet, though. Because they, they, they would be trying to rebuild at that point. I, I'm good. If, if, I'm a, if I'm a Utah fan, genuinely, I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm not. You can't give me Jaden Ivey for Donovan Mitchell. If I'm a Utah fan. You can't do that. 
Now you can give me Jaden. Now if you want to give me Jaden Ivy, all right. You don't want RJ? All right, next. Give me Jaden Ivy. Give me Grimes. I want quickly. I want Mitch. I want three. I want four first round picks from y'all. First of all, I want y'all twenty twenty three pick over him. I want that. I want y'all twenty twenty five pick. I want that. I want three picks minimum unprotected. I want all of that. I want that. They should get it though. They should, but but think about it like this: Is Donovan Mitchell a championship one option? I don't know about that, dog. But I mean, is Michael Jordan a championship one option? He lost for his first like like mad seasons. I forgot how many seasons he lost before he won. You know what I'm saying? So people were saying, is Michael Jordan a championship one option? There was somebody in 1988 talking about is Jordan a number one option? You, you know, know what I'm saying? You know the difference between Jordan and Donovan? When you got a six foot six six guard with a seven foot three wingspan who could average a block in two steals. And he played both sides of the ball, and he gonna guard your other team's best player. That's a whole different caliber of championship one option, dog. Yeah, but I mean, Jordan, it took him, it took him some years for him to get to that point. Even it though he did. was going thirty eight points a game and all that at one point, it but it took him a while to get there. It did. It took him a while. It took yeah. Him a while. But that, yo, that's Jordan, though, man. He played both sides of the ball. The, the yeah, point not is, always, he, not always. He played both sides of the ball, dog. <laughs> Six six shooting guard. So. Well, I mean, you know, Michael Jordan is blasphemous, but I'm just using the example because I mean, um, Donovan Mitchell is one of the best guards of the NBA. That's you know, a fact. People like that, but you know, it is one thing with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell um, said the best thing that he liked about RJ is his ability to facilitate. He's been watching that. So I mean, somebody as a scorer, he knows he's six foot one, you know, but he's a scorer, so he needs somebody that's going to be able to facilitate next to him because he's going to be the one scoring the ball. So. That's, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, he's putting a message out there saying, listen, I see what RJ's doing. I hope you guys hear what I'm saying. Yeah, work on that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, that that will be the the um the blueprint right there. You have Mitchell, Mitchell and um and RJ in the backcourt, straight like that. That's the backcourt. And then you you uh, figure out everything else. You know, what, what else do you need to put out there to make that that um those two guys be successful? You know? Oh, so, so I could get out of here. So, I, so I'm going to get home at, like, like three in the morning or something nonsense. My yeah. last hot take of the night. The first year that RJ Barrett and Donovan Mitchell is ever on the same Nick team together, they going to the finals. I think so too. Right off the bat, the first the first year. I think they're going to the first give me a 24 year old RJ Barrett and give me like a 28 year old Donovan Mitchell who understands the game, who understands how to win. Give me some dogs next to that. Give me like two more ball handlers. We good to go. But no, I watched Jaden Ivy. Bro, he's tall, bro. He yeah, I think he might be the real I'm, deal. So, so, like, you know how Two Face and Batman, when he do the coin, he flip it up. So, the other side of me, I kind of don't want to trade Ivy and Shep for Donovan Mitchell, bro. I want to see Ivy dunking the garden, bro. <laughs> well, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, man. That that draft is not, you know, that lottery is not until like, what, the, the second round of, of the playoffs and stuff, man. So we got a lot, a lot of time to cover before that, man. But it is fun to think about, man. Yeah. You know, but it, like you know, besides that scenario, that that's not like the the only scenario. There's so many different ones. But you know, like you said, we'll, we'll talk about all that shit, you know, before then. We, you know, we we we're a bunch of psychos, you know. You know, like like I said, Josh is a psycho. You know, so, you know, follow everybody, guys. You know, you know, follow everybody. Make sure you support all the podcasts. 
I see people saying hit, like, and subscribe. Yes, please do that. That'll be nice. You know, but please follow all of us, man. We all have great opinions. And as you can see, Josh, um, Josh and um, State and myself, we all cool with each other. You know what I'm saying? That you know, we we still, you know, we, we're like uh, you know, affiliates or whatever what you want to say, but colleagues, if now if you want to say that, you know what I'm saying? So we all got respect for each other, man. So you know, it's all it's all about you know us as a whole, you know, and just keep supporting and we'll we'll keep putting stuff out there for you guys. Yes, sir. Um Man, uh, put you know, put up that screen, man. That hard, man. You know where you can find me. Can you put up the screen, or you don't have the no, option? No, no, I'm not. I'm not in my crib. When I have my laptop, I can definitely do it. Uh, I'm on. I'm on. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm at the job, man. I'm on that expensive computer, man. You know, they don't got that on, on here, man. Amazon, Alexa, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Play FM, Apple Podcast, Stitcher. Um. Y'all know where to find us. Um, get those Almighty 4C hoodies. Um, I sent out three shirts the other day. My guy said he just got them today. So I appreciate you, my guy. Hopefully he, he, he throws a pick on soon with the with the t-shirts on with the 3M. I, I made sure I had um got 3M on it. But um, yeah, man, I, I we got into everything. Um, I'm tired. So your dog, <laughs> I'll holler at you. Um yeah, man. I appreciate all you guys in the chat, man. Mike J, Mike K, uh, Della Music, Bodega Wi-Fi, Woodshed, my guy Wood, man. I appreciate you, LES, um, Gregory, um, Eric Beats, Mike L, Denny Mon, uh, Jeremiah Walker, Bricks Nation, I am Jarrell, um, Drip Miner, Andy. Um, I appreciate all you guys, man. I'm out of here, man. Yeah, man. Stay get home safe, man. Ah, uh, I'ma try, man. Luckily, a fiend won't ask me for no money, man. <laughs> they will, you know, if you walk into that direction, they will. They're out there, so just be careful. Oh God, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> All right, peace, y'all. Now, on top of that, man, listen, diehardnicks.com. You can get diehardnicks hats just like this one. You know, if you want to support that to keep it in the, in the closet, and say, hey, listen, I used to follow this guy back in 2022. You know, you can grab a T-shirt, a hat, or whatever on diehardnicks.com. So anyway. It's your boy E. Rule, four fingers to the forehead, tucking the thumb salute, and I'll see you, mother. This later.